What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, who is currently sponsored by Connexus Credit Union. This vocalization that you're hearing is from Mitch. I am one of your regular hosts that you hear on this program every single week, and I'm about to be joined by my other two co-hosts and friends, Kyle and Boozy, to share, to share our second installment in our Squatch Season series of episodes. Today, we are discussing the cult classic Sasquatch film, The Legend of Boggy Creek from 1972. But before that, as usual, the three of us share the many different horrors that we have taken in since the last episode. Then we cap the episode off with a discussion on this very strange piece of horror history. We will be back next week to close out our Sasquatch series with a discussion on Exists from 2014. If you have a Shudder subscription, Exists is available there, so check the movie out for yourself before the episode drops. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and check out our website at theterratable.com. Rate and review us, all that fun stuff. Do whatever you can to help our show. Spread the word, let your friends know. If, uh, if you like our show, tell, tell a friend. Uh, the, any, anything helps, and uh, we appreciate it greatly. But until next time, let's all take a trip to Fook, Arkansas, and see if we can find us some big feet. <laughs> Honestly, I just wish we were seeing Dido again. That was really a high point of this episode. Seeing Dido again. No, because you're just gonna, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're just gonna cut it off like last time. I had a nice falsetto, and it was. Just I couldn't gone. hear you. <laughs> Days Kyle, go on Man, you're like a step behind me here. <laughs> and we are back to hit you all, to inject you all with some vitamin T, your weekly dose of vitamin T. Welcome to the Terror Table. My name's Mitch. We are now in the second episode of Squatch Season, our uh, Sasquatch series. So today we are going to be talking about the legend of Boggy Creek, uh, but we're going to do that in the main feature. And before that, we're just going to do our normal thing where we talked about what we we're going to catch up with each other, see what we've all been watching in the horror realm, uh, watching, reading, playing, whatever. Uh, but before all that, let's uh, we got some emails from some listeners and uh, actually just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people that uh, I've been meaning to shout out the last couple episodes. I just keep forgetting. But shout out Cody Fair. First of all, personal friend of mine and uh, Boozy's. Um, found out that Cody Fair has listened to like multiple episodes of the Terror Table multiple times. Wow, <laughs> he's listened he, to like he's the only like, thing keeping us afloat, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I love knowing that uh, someone's uh, enjoying the show and like that that means a lot. So that's really cool to know that he's uh, keeping up with the show and even when he's all caught up, he's listening to old episodes. Like that's crazy to me, uh, right. especially since he must not have discovered other better podcasts yet. Uh, speaking of someone else who hasn't discovered better podcasts, do you guys remember, do you guys know Alex Thiessen, my homie Alex Thiessen? He used to play I, in a band called Uninvited Burial. Um, yeah, I, that, I would see. I do remember that. Uninvited Burial. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking tight. They were like one an awesome deathcore band in the city here. But uh, Alex was always like a young and like when I was in my ba- my days of playing in bands, he was always like like I was well out of high school and he was in like grade nine or ten or something like that and. 
Uh, he was always in bands and uh, he's now living in Oregon in the place wow. where they have the last video store, the last blockbuster. They've got to have Sasquatch out there. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But either way, he uh, I guess he discovered the podcast recently and um, they, oh, we, and yeah, he's been listening like crazy and oh. updating me on all the movies they he's been watching and all their recommendations and how much he's been enjoying the show. So thanks and uh, welcome aboard, Alex. It's uh Great to have you, pal. You can DM us and talk about Mazfest. Yeah, well, he's still he's still playing music and he's in like some really good. That's good to hear. I want to hear some of this. His band right now is called Within Sight, and they're fucking very tight. So uh, I definitely they're on Spotify. Yeah, he was just I I guess last weekend he was up in Seattle recording. That's what I was talking about. I was like, man, it must be so different coming from Saskatoon, where we have like two sound engineers, where they they're both gigantic dipshits and then you can go to a place like seattle <laughs> and have like your pick of amazing people to work with um it just would be nice to record with someone who's not andy like that's all sorry for name dropping all right let's move on with the show we got some uh we got some emails i'm gonna i'm gonna read this one off first this one is from i believe it's a new listener uh adam hicks he says peace guys i've been a regular listener for about a year as a Calgary dweller, it's cool to hear people from my neck of the woods talk about the flicks that I dig. I respect each of your respective, ta- respective tastes in film, and mine overlaps quite a bit. I also linked with you guys on Letterboxd. I go by Cosm403 Cosm on there. So it's C-O-S-M-403. So if you're part of the Terror Table Click, you can go and uh, follow him on Letterboxd. Keep up to date with what everyone's watching. I know I like to follow everyone who I know listens to the show. Uh, anyhow, I saw this batshit crazy Canadian. Actually, I don't know if he wanted us to read this on air, but I'm going to keep doing it anyways. Uh, <laughs> <this> like, <laughs> All right. Anyhow, anyhow, I saw this crazy. I saw this batshit crazy Canadian horror movie over the weekend and wanted to see if it was on any of your radars. It's called Things, and I believe it was released in 1989. I've heard the term "so bad it's good" thrown around too often, and I'm honestly not yet convinced that Things falls into this category. It's a spectacle unto itself. It's clear that the filmmakers had no idea how to make a movie, but a very big vision. Uh, I have also discovered that this film does have somewhat of a cult following and has been screened at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, it's named as a prominent film in a exploitation subgenre, a rabbit hole of its own. The star Holy. and producer, the star and producer Barry J. Gillis, uh, has a bunch of other ex- extremely dark and campy flicks to his credit and is the founder of Edmonton's International Festival of Fear. Personally, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Barry would be a cool guest for the show. Anyways, keep up the great work. Cheers, Adam. Thanks a lot, man. Thank and uh, I, I did message him back, and I found out Things. Guess where Guess where you can get it? Tubi. I've heard of Things before. I've never seen it, yeah. but that it looks insane. Thank you so oh. much for writing in. Yeah, download, uh, download Tubi, Kyle, and you got yourself Things. Uh, yeah, I'll Kyle, find I a DVD you, somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you have an email to read off. I have uh, a short essay here from our one and only friend and listener of the show, Darcy. Uh, It goes a little like this. Let's go squatching, boys. If you're going to make a drink called the Mitch Oliver, you got to class it up a bit. Start with one ounce of the cheapest alcohol you can find. (laughs) This could be anything as long as it's cheap. Top up with PBR, then add three olives and one tablespoon of sugar, because Mitch can be salty and sweet at the same time. Plus, olive is right in there in his name. First of all, I fucking hate olives, and why am I cheap? 
Um, I'm reading an email here. Okay, okay. so and while yeah, we're at it, <laughs> let's give everyone a signature cocktail. Kyle, I don't know about much about you other than your name and you like Pokemon cards. Honestly, that's all you need to know. So you will contain elements of those two things I know about you. The Kyle will be a monster energy drink served with a freshly punched hole in the wall with a chaser of a Pokemon card crumble at mm. the bottom of the shot glass filled with vodka. Um, oh, sure. Okay. Uh, the boozy is going to be free and available on Tubi, like all the best cocktails. <laughs> it's going to be 10 shots of flavored vodka, but only one of them will be any good. Great picks for Squatch season, boys. Wow. Um, this is True. half of that, the email. It still goes on, but I would like to take a quick intermission to say that um, <laughs> love the creativity there, Darcy. Really into it. Uh, and it continues. I know, <laughs> I've been known to fuck around a bit with Bigfoot movie or two, and I've got a bit of a fl- favor to ask of you and for your listeners. When I was a wee lad, I viewed a Bigfoot flick that many have seen on TV, but I've never been able to find ever since. The story was told through trail cams at a ranger cabin, and it was based on a true story. The film follows a young female ranger tending to a remote area. She catches glimpses of a strange critter on the trail cams. While this is all happening, she runs into a group of hunters giving off a very Bill Cosby sympathizer vibe. The hunters oh, eventually what? attack the park ranger, but the strange critter intervenes. Anyone know what I watched or if it was if I was just having a fever dream? Very interesting. Sounds kind of like The Legend of Boggy Creek. But... It kind of does, actually. It's a pretty good point. I have a few suggestions for fans of the literary world. Mm, here I am. I'm right Bigfoot here. Pirates Haunts My Balls by Chuck <laughs> Tingle. Also, if we're going to talk Bigfoot movies, we got to talk about the GOAT Bigfoot movie, which is Strange Wilderness. Yes, Mitch, I talked about, talk about how time. good. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen Strange Wilderness. That is something else. Mitch, you <laughs> talked about how good Jaws is in theaters. I saw Strange Wilderness opening weekend, and it was electric. Oh my Steve God. Zahn inspi- invited me not to just watch him <laughs> squatch, but to go squatching with him. Some would say that the film was too ahead of its time and too highbrow for critics to understand. This is evident from its 2% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And to the audience who scored it at a 35%, I say to you, eat 35% of my asshole. Strange Wilderness is a true gem and a rare masterpiece in Bigfoot movies. Your favorite hipster fuck who sent this device by Bell Huawei device over Canada's largest network. network. Darcy. Man, Darcy. I first of all, I totally agree about Strange Wilderness. And that movie, I have the DVD, and it was actually given to me by someone who I used to work with because he was like, I just don't want this in my house. He hated it that much. And I was like, fine. It's like one of the funniest movies ever made. Like, it's fucking hilarious. And Boozy, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was a little twisted. Did I not show you the end of that movie on the weekend? Yeah, you, you certainly did. <laughs> what yeah, the I fuck sh- does Steve Zahn do? Like, where does he go? Does he's he just, just crawl into a cave or something? Like, he yeah, I did. Kind of like a, he just pops out when he's needed, you know? Like, he hides yeah. and then when you need him, he comes right out. He's really he, funny in Strange Wilderness. I wonder if he's kind of like the creeper from like Jeepers Creep. He like goes into hiding for like every 23 years. years. Yeah, yeah, every 23 <laughs> years. <laughs> until he eats, <laughs> until he gets hungry again. Activate Steve Zahn. Yeah, it's been about until like he needs a paycheck. Years, I think since I saw Strange Wilderness, <laughs> and I can confirm that that movie is pretty funny but also Dude, it holds I up eight when i saw it or something like that so yeah justin long still gets his eyeballs tattooed on his eyeballs 
<laughs> it's fucking it's hilarious. Man, That's my make... kind of humor right there. Yeah, Holly oh man. tried so hard to make Justin Long a star. I'll never forget that. What a fucking travesty. What do you mean? Justin Long is a star. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, um, yeah, and I don't know. That was a wild email. That was... I, I fucking I hate olives. Moved. I hate olives. It's like my, like, top three... Most hated. Yeah, shit. olives are the worst thing ever. Yeah, oh, I, I know them. my last name's Oliver, but so it's a given. But I'm a fuck. huge olive fan. I would probably drink. I would actually definitely drink PBR with olives. Who am I kidding? If, yeah. if so, I knew that before we invited you on, I wouldn't have invited you on. For, honestly. Yeah. Olives while we have, while we do have you here, though, how do you feel about the opening of the Olive Garden in Saskatoon, Kyle? I think it's great <laughs> to have some Italian cuisine in the heart of Stonebridge. I think, well, or sorry, the yeah. heart of Preston Crossing. I think, I think having fine Italian cuisine available there really kind right. of, kind of brightens up the area. Right, just, right. We need and, more culinary voices in the city, like Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, unlimited soup and salad is just one of those things that doesn't come very it. often. And, it, and it brings I'm having it the, like classiest folk too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you drink a PBR, you go to Olive Garden, you're going to punch someone. It's just going to be <laughs> absolutely. You're, you're going to get to war kicked out every of Olive Thursday. Garden. Every Thursday is is time to go to war. <laughs> All right, uh, do you guys want to talk about some movies? What have you guys been up to in the last couple weeks? Uh, I have uh, like four things. So, uh, wow. yeah. Well, that, let's start off with you then, Boozy. What have I know Boozy and I have for sure watched two things together. Yes. yes. Um, so we'll save those. Should we lead off with those or save save those for last? I feel like we let's, should just get them out of the... What, let's, let's, yeah, let's lead off. We should figure hey, this out before. Bro, bro, let's lead off with Host because everybody's talking about it right now. This right. is another one of those things like when I... By the time I got on the podcast when Tiger King came out, I was like, yo, you guys got to see Tiger King. But everyone in the world had already seen it. Host right. is kind of happening right now. Like this. Hey guys, so, hey guys, did you watch it? Guess who watched Host? Fucking right. We got a threefer. Is we that what we call? I think we got a. We, call we got a, a hat trick. This is a hat trick. Conor McGregor yeah, hat. Yeah, Conor McDavid hat trick. Conor McGregor hat trick. Yeah, Conor McGregor. Nothing Canadian more Canadian than that. Yeah, well, that's a fact. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So Host is the first. Of, like I would say. Well, for me, it's the first official legit coronavirus horror movie uh, that yeah. I've seen personally. I, I know that they're created film. Yeah. yeah, I know that there are others out there and that there were more movies made during quarantine. But this is the first one that I have taken in. Uh, so it's available on Shutter, and it's clocking it at a brisk 55 minutes. And beautiful. Oh, man, was that so nice to see. And also what a blast. This I, I'm just going to say, like, to no surprise, it's. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That's I don't want to overhype it for anyone, but it's a it's a scary it's a scary webcam movie. And it's the you know it's fifty five minutes. It may it borrows a lot from Unfriended. I I really liked it. Courtney was screaming. Uh, she was screaming on the couch. I watched it twice. I made Boozy watch it with me. So uh, it was just it's a, it was to me this kind of feels like one of the events of the year. Now that we we don't have the theater open, like everyone talking about host like a fifty five minute movie that anybody can watch on shutter and it's like i i haven't heard i haven't heard anyone who wasn't at least a little creeped out by it and uh if you weren't creeped out uh, creeped out by it at all congratulations here's a reward for you um but it's a it's a creepy movie it's it's cool what do you guys think i think uh, you mentioned like how this is definitely an event of the year and i i would have to agree because i don't know if i've ever said this before but i don't think i would like this movie 
in the theater, which is interesting, right? Like, I mean, obviously, maybe like that's not such a like a if you watch the movie, that might not be the craziest thing to say. But when I think of movies, I always want to watch a movie in a theater if I can. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, that's been different lately, but whatever. But this is like it's made to watch in home because it just has such a unique feel and tone to it. Uh, and right off the get go, the whole thing's on Zoom. If you don't know, um, that's that's kind of the I don't know what, what would you call it like a gimmick, I guess, or sort of like the the presentation of the film. Yeah. And of course, like Zoom has been like the one of the methods of choice to communicate during the quarantine. Um, not everyone uses it, but like it became instantly popular, like a couple weeks into quarantine and anyone who did, have you guys used zoom quite a bit or like at all? I've only used it once. Okay. Yeah, Cause I think I've only used it once. I have no idea how it works but at all. Skype, okay. Skype's close enough. Like, Oh, it's, it's very similar. Skype's very yeah. similar, but just like the interface of zoom, seeing it in this movie was so <laughs> weird for me because I brought this up once on the show, but for like three months, I hosted an online dance party (laughs) called Club Dub, and it was hosted on Zoom. And so I've spent a fuck ton of time on Zoom and like all like the little like noises and like details and small like fixtures of Zoom that just whatever, like anyone who spends like I probably spent 40 hours on Zoom at least. So like watching this movie scared the living shit out of me because it just (laughs) felt way too fucking real. And I think it's extremely successful at what it's trying to get across at. And I think you'd be lying to yourself if you didn't think it was presented in a really, really like um, effective and uh, I want to say professional, but I, I feel more like authentic way. That's what I'm looking for. Authentic yeah. way. Did you they guys def- ever see? Sorry, what were you going to say, Mitch? I just they did a very good job of working within their means. Of oh. what they what they had to work with during a quarantine like it's it's unreal well, and the the thing is is like i feel like they easily could have still made it a bit more like hollywood and unnatural feeling yeah. even even during quarantine like you could still get in like shoot some of the parts on like red cameras for no reason and like stuff like that um like did you guys ever see the movie searching or do you know that movie searching yeah yep. yeah so more of a thriller if anything and not a horror film but it's a movie that takes in, takes place on screens entirely. And in my opinion, that was the best presentation of anything like that before. But I think this takes the cake. I think host yeah. is a little bit better than that, if not on par with that. And, and so you haven't seen the unfriended movies either. Hey, I've never seen unfriended. I've seen, I've seen parts of the first unfriended, but I've never sat through the whole thing. But, I really like dark web. Like unfriended two is, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, I really like that one. But yeah, I'm I agree with you that this is the best use of the medium. Uh, so, for I don't sure. Know, I and it I just feel, into, felt so seamless. It did. I won't go on a huge tangent, but all I can say was, okay, I'll admit it. I got scared. I was scared. <laughs> fucking scared. Yeah. Really got me. I love some of the invisible man references and nods. Oh dude, really the, that. the filter. <laughs> well, not even love that, but the filter. I don't want to give too much away, but like yeah. there's a point where like uh, things are kind of getting being thrown, like dust oh, type yeah, objects yeah. are being thrown. Very like reminiscent yeah. of the Invisible Man, especially for horror fans. That was probably the last great horror film you saw in a theater was the Invisible Man, like most likely. Almost I can guarantee that, really, actually. So yeah. <laughs> that's probably in a lot of people's like consciousness. And I thought that was a really kind of cool thing to, you know, dwell in there a little bit. And yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the direction was really solid for what yeah, for what you what they were working with, like you said, Mitch. And overall I thought it this is this is a really interesting um, 
point of view and you could tell these characters really kind of connected really well like i was looking at some of their imbds and like they've all worked together on like small short films and other projects they're all like friends in real life so that connection really came through yeah. in the film anyway yeah i enjoyed it i really liked host and the the last thing I'll say before Boozy takes over is like one thing I forgot to mention is that like the whole movie is just like a series of old tricks that we've seen before, but retooled and refre- like refreshed. Like the, yeah. there's nothing in this movie that you haven't seen before, but it's still like it's the, the way that it's presented is what makes it so unique. And also it's just kind of amazing how they managed to rack up so much tension with computer screens. Uh, Boozy, I know you were sitting beside me, but like we had been watching hockey all day. Uh, I was so, so I, tired. I know, man. I was exhausted too. I actually was like, Courtney, did we watch Host with Boozy? She's like, yes. <laughs> so, Boozy, what did what did you think? You guys have said so many of the things, points that I had to talk about in this. So I guess I'll just kind of like cake over them. Is I definitely think this is the best version of a lot of ideas put together. Maybe individually, not as much, but I think as a whole, it does everything very well. The the scary stuff, a lot of it was just the basic jump scare stuff, which I totally understand. It it worked, and I think there is some really cool special effects. I think the uh, the the fire uh, special effects that that oh, was insane. Yeah. They did such yeah, a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that probably took a lot of planning. But you know, just there was uh, like you'd said with the filter. I think that's something great that we've seen in like y- you know in any of the um, paranormal activity movies. But I think they did a really good job of it as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just one of those ideas that they can just keep updating with whatever technology is out. So yeah. you know, you get the general idea of it. Um, it's not like my favorite movie this year. I think it was fun. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I think congrats to everyone who made it. That that is like amazing that they all put that together it's just yeah. I, I don't know if those like online movies work for me as well That's i guess fair. for me like they, they they only they happen very seldomly so that when i do see them it's kind of like i'm not really sick of it like yeah but right. i think there may have been a strict trend of it like i don't know five years ago but it's been a while now and this Let's... was like strictly meant for zoom meant during for the quarantine era yeah. so normally i would agree with you boozy but it worked for me only because of the context it was kind of being released yeah. in yeah, let's I think pre- it's special for when it came out and everything, but yeah. do I think that in the grand scheme this is a huge movie? No, if it came out in a different time, probably not, but it did really well when it came out. Right. Which, right. Yeah. Let's uh, pray pray to Beelzebub that uh, oh. they, we never have to see a Zoom screen on a big, on in a theater. There, I will I will not, I'm laying my foot down, I will not go see a Zoom, like, a, uh, even I didn't see either Unfriended movies in the theater or Searching. Like those, you just don't need to see that in a theater. I watched I Searching in the theater. Searching, yeah, I thought it yeah. was good. I thought it was great. Yeah, Searching is different than this because there's like several different screens. Like things are there's like a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah. I know that sounds maybe kind of dumb, but if you watch the film, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and in a this case, though, bad ending. <laughs> I you need it. to get over yourself, right? I like now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But well, that's I, it. I agree, though. I wouldn't want to watch this in the theater. I just wouldn't. yeah, yeah. Three thumbs up for host. Uh, so check it out on, now on Shutter. Fifty five minutes. Do it up. Um, who Boozy? You want to knock another one off? Knock sure, one off that. Uh, uh, this is another one that we watched together, and I think you just forgot to talk about it. Is oh, we watched Mandy together. Well, c- dude, we did not watch Mandy. <laughs> That's not watching a movie. I if you feel if like you it counts, dude. If you call that watching a movie, <laughs> then uh, that is not watching. We were just a movie. making out the whole time. Okay, we're no, gonna, we're, we're gonna talking the entire time. <laughs> That's not watching a movie. You guys made out to Mandy. What's the weirdest movie no. you've made out to? Uh, this right now. Anacondas, Hunt for the Blood Orchid. 
That's kind of sick, though. <laughs> oh my Dad god! That or Ben Affleck's paycheck. Wow, huge. I, I once, uh, I, I'm gonna say Mean Creek, which is like the saddest Whoa. thing ever. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> what a way to get in the mood, yeah. right? You see, what was that? Fuck. Of course. It, uh, hey, Kyle, you're the you're the encyclopedia for this. What's that guy's name? Uh, oh, Josh Peck. Yes. <laughs> Josh Peck. See, there we go. Oh, Josh Peck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me let me get over here. I'm gonna switch back to because we've been doing squat stuff. I've been watching squat stuff in my own free time. Uh, I watched Hunting the Legend. Uh, it's it's on Tubi, not Mubi. Uh, did you cancel your subscription there? Uh, yes, it's officially canceled. Yeah. Okay, good. I was worried about that. Uh, so yeah, Hunting the Legend. It's basically the slower budget Sasquatch version of the Blair Witch Project. There actually okay. is some really cool stuff in here. If you like found footage Sasquatch movies, the Sasquatch one this isn't that bad. I kind of liked it. I love when your reviews are this isn't that bad. <laughs> And it's like, guys, go watch it. It's not that bad. So, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, do you assume that is it one of those things where like you think other people would hate it, but you like okay. it, so you're just saying okay. that? Okay, I I have broached this many times before, but okay. Sasquatch movies are a delicate flower. You have to be a special kind of individual to want to watch these movies. So I'm going through these, <laughs> and this one is not bad. It's, okay, I would watch okay. it again. Okay. And it's on 2B, and it's called Hunting the Bigfoot? Hunting the Legend. Oh, Hunting the Legend. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Sounds cool. Perfect. Also, no one last week when I had the whole bit about, wasn't it last week when I was talking about the colonization of America, about a Bigfoot yeah. movie? And everyone was just like, I don't care. What would... <laughs> I haven't seen I the movie. I challenge one person to watch that movie. I forget what the oh. name is. You have to go back to that episode. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll see yeah, if I you, you can't even remember what the movie's called. It's called, uh, I, I even remember, Hunting Grounds. Oh. No. Was it Hunting Grounds? Maybe. I yeah. think you're right. I think it was yeah. Hunting Grounds. Yeah. See? My brain is dumb. Cool. Kyle, do you, do you, have you checked anything else out? Well, I watched, I watched last week's feature that unfortunately I missed. Should I, okay, should I talk so, about that now? Or should no, I we'll talk, talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that right before we go into the main feature. Okay. Then maybe, then maybe you should throw one out then, Mitch. Okay, um, well, in the sad news of the passing of the great Wilford Brimley, I decided to watch a movie that I had never seen in its entirety. I'd seen parts of it when I was a kid on TV because it was played all the time. And for whatever reason, I had always thought that it was a horror movie. I watched Cocoon. It's not a horror movie? I've always thought that too. It is absolutely not a horror movie. What the fuck is Cocoon? You've never seen Cocoon either, Boozy? I've never thought, seen, I've, I've never seen I it. I don't even know what it is. Oh, man. I, I thought Cocoon would be like a... Bo- like, I thought this was going to be one that, like, you for sure... I, I was I was expecting a creature feature, and it's it's not. <laughs> it's an alien movie, um, but it's a, it's a comedy. The synopsis is... Uh, it's when a, a group- comedy? What? Absolutely. It is Grumpy Old Men meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> that sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, when a when a group when a group of trespassing seniors swim in a pool containing alien cocoons, they find themselves energized with youthful vigor. Yo, Man, that this is sick. This movie is wild. Like I I can't believe this was a real thing. But uh, Wilford Brimley is just such a lovable grumpy old bastard, and like that's who that's who he plays. Like this movie came out in what, what I think it was eighty five. Um, trying to look it up here, yeah, eighty five. 
Dude's old as hell in that movie. Like, so like he he lived quite a life. So I had no real idea what this what this movie was, but like it's such a weird movie. Like it takes place entirely in a retirement community. Um, it's old bastards. The movie, like it starts out kind of like wild hogs, but just in the sense that it's a bunch of old guys. Remember <laughs> when John Travolta, Tim Allen and Martin Lawrence just like all admitted defeat and made wild hogs. Do you guys remember that? I'll, I'll never forget it. It's a really, really hard bullet to swallow. <laughs> Um, I just remember being on like Entertainment Weekly and them just like charging it up and then it just like dropped so hard. Oh, everyone! I remember like every parent loved that movie. Like uh, that came out when I was working at the video store. I'm pretty sure it was a hot ticket item. Um, yeah, but yeah, wow, like this, hot. like this movie, like it, like the synopsis said, like you, you're it, while you watch it, you will get to see a montage of old dudes doing cannonballs into a pool of alien eggs. <laughs> Yo, this um, sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, like they legit, <laughs> they legit talk about having boners after being in the pool and like being stoked about it because they're all like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go out and get freaky tonight." Like the the movie is buck wild, uh, but seeing Wilford Brimley walk into a shower with his wife and say, "Want a piece of candy, little girl?" was so uncomfortable. Like, so uh. That's his pickup line. Like because he's got his oh. uh, he's got his libido back after getting you know diving into the fountain of youth. Um, Man, but Ron Howard is like one of the weirdest fucking directors. This guy's filmography is insane. Absolutely, and that's I, I can't believe I hadn't even mentioned. Thank you for mentioning that. It's a Ron Howard movie. Uh, that's the other thing. And Clint Howard is in it as well. Um, but like, see, in my mind, this is likely what date goers were likely looking for after being traumatized by the thing. Like, this is the kind of alien okay. movie that, like, you know, mainstream demographic was looking for, and it totally is just like it's a kooky comedy. Um, with uh, the goofiest looking aliens I've possibly ever seen. They definitely don't look good. The movie is, it's its fun. It's definitely fun. And it's, a, it's I'm kind of curious about Cocoon 2 now. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch Cocoon. That shit looks wild. Yeah, man, I, well, I actually was, I, it blows my mind that uh, Boozy didn't know about it. Because I just thought this, like yeah, the cover no. and everything, it screams Boozy. I was expecting it to be like a lower end alien like like a just not as good version of alien or something but are you no, disappointed it's... though are you disappointed you didn't get that no i this uh, what i got is something entirely different like it's it's a uh, it's a str- very strange movie but uh yeah rest in peace wilford brimley uh love you forever we'll always remember you for the thing and now cocoon <laughs> and uh diabetes that diabetes commercial and... boozy you want to head off another one yeah I finally did it. I finally got all the way through. I've watched all the Stepfather movies. Stepfather <laughs> 1, 2, and 3. Me and Mitch watched two together. Yes, that's another movie we did watch together. You called it uh, Evil MacGruber. It is Evil MacGruber, and I loved it. But I, also I think you, this is a great franchise. It really... Okay, so I haven't seen three yet, but uh, it really is. Like first, The first two are great, but we got to point out, the movie is not called Stepfather 2. It's called Stepfather 2, Make Room for Daddy. <laughs> Which, the, the, so the titular line is in the film. Okay, but wait, I forgot. We haven't even heard you talk about the original Stepfather yet. Talk we're about getting that one there. First. We're going backwards. No, we're not. Yeah, we're going backwards. Uh, we're going backwards. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, I'll knock that off That only makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I do want to point out the only note that I have for Stepfather 2, because Boozy and I watch it, and we had a blast with it. But it is, like, I think it's, from what you've told me of 3... This is a good balance of one and three. Like there are some kooky yeah. moments, but it's still yeah. very grim. Like this is still a pretty serious movie, and like there, it still has some genuinely 
tense sequences and everything. And I, I still like, I definitely enjoy this movie, but you did call it step dead. You said more like step dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's, <laughs> I wrote, I, I, I only wrote stretch. down your quotes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he said, quote, <laughs> no, I think they're, they're all really fun movies and they do get progressively weirder. But like, yeah, two, two is kind of a little, a little more quirky than one. One's pretty straight face for the most part. Um, but three is when it gets really fun. I, I would suggest that both of you guys, even if Kyle, you don't even have to watch one and two, just watch three. It's bananas. Deal. Oh, Jesus. Kyle, watch one. One is a great movie. It's a great horror movie. I don't know. I think me and Boozy just have a connection on this. I think we yeah. both get it. See, he's vibing with three. Are you actually three over one? Yeah. Three is hilarious. Yeah, and one is not at all. Like I know, one... but like if you if you take in the concept, the the whole storyline with three, it makes it so much stupider. Like there's no way it should exist. <laughs> okay, now I'm interested. Now you got me. It's, it's like the boy two level of like why? How did that happen? Yeah. Wow. Okay, but now I let's go back to like two. a debatable debatable classic stepfather from 1987 so what were your thoughts on this one because you and i we briefly talked about but i thought you wanted to mainly save your thoughts for the show Mm -hmm. um i think it's actually kind of a classic that no one talks about i think it's a very smart idea i think it's played off really well it's a lot more gory than i would expect and to have such a weird concept they actually had a fairly fleshed out like main guy, I think I feel like the the dude who plays the stepdad, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, like he did such that that is his role, as you'll see in three, which is just bonkers, and it doesn't include him. But like, <laughs> you can tell that you, can you know what I mean though that you can tell that he totally like studied Bundy. hundred percent. Yeah, like it feels a lot like um, I guess those kind of like not second rate, but those the kind of more forgotten slashers of like the 80s i feel like it's right in there too this is right up there yeah yeah and and a lot of the ones that don't get like as much love that way too and i I think this movie is one that like it it's kind of sad that it's on tubi honestly because i think people should maybe like pay for this movie or at least have it on like a streaming cert but i understand that it's too old for most people to care about yeah, well, I know I would love to have a D, uh, Blu-ray remaster of The Stepfather. I genuinely love yeah, the first yeah. one. Uh, I think it's a creepy movie, and it's um, it, the thing is, it's it's very real. Like it's it's very. Uh, that's why I to me, what everything you've told me about Stepfather Three, that's nothing like what the original Stepfather is. The original Stepfather is so bleak and so. I, uh, just, I have to watch the remakes now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Which I didn't realize were even a thing until with you know, Amber Heard. Oh god. There's only one remake. And it's got, that come out? It's I thought there was two. Uh, 2009. Nope. Uh, if there's a Stepfather 2, I did not know about it. Uh, okay. no, there's only one remake and it's Oh, I remember this. Pen, okay. Pen Badgley from You. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Amber Heard. And who is, uh, who is Amber Heard? She's the one that accused Johnny Depp of beating her up, but it turns out she's actually the human garbage. Oh, is she the one who's like pooping on him and stuff? Yeah, yes. pretty much. I, yeah. I actually have no idea what happened. I just heard poop. So, okay, let's keep this continue. Yeah. So stepfather one through three, you give a uh, three thumbs up all the way along. Hey, yeah. And I, I encourage people to go off the deep end and watch stepfather three. <laughs> you might regret it. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there one of these days. You want me to knock a quick one off? Yeah, do it. All right. I watched deep blue C three so that you guys may not have to, if you don't want to, uh, I watched the end of it with you. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah you sh- you showed up for the end you showed up for all the good parts yeah. um yeah so this one definitely uh, it's pretty wild how boozy and i believe we were talking about oh there's a very central scene in the lost boys that i'm watching right now that's distracting all right you guys can't see that um mm, this nope. is a okay so i spent you know 18 20 years wishing for a sequel for deep blue sea mm-hmm. and then now i've got two of them within two mm-hmm. years uh, I could yeah. barely finish Deep Blue Sea 2. Deep Blue Sea 2 is just real, real bad. Uh, this one, slight improvement on the second one, still not good. It's uh, still bad. Bad actors arguing and being stressed out about climate change sharks. Uh, we are talking climate change sharks. Um, there is a, a direct quote that I will. That one of the characters says, we're talking a sea margeddon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You know, Seamargeddon. Seamargeddon. Yeah. Because like uh, there's three great oh. white sharks in the in the sea. Uh, they're faced up with three great whites. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Honest, honestly, though, it's it's bad, but it's not it's not as bad as as all these other ones that we see come out that are a dime a dozen that Boozy's covering every week. <laughs> that are all like, on you know, Tubi on my yeah. fucking watch list. Uh, yeah, Boozy's covering. He's covering a demographic that I'm not sure is out there. Um, but I love it. It has to be. It has, <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, I, he's covering ground that definitely no other podcast is covering, and that's the the deep bottom of Tubi. But uh, <laughs> should it be discovered? I don't know. But like James Cameron, I want to find out. Yes, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Deep I'm Blue James sees... Cameron of Tubi. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm um, so curious, like, what has to happen for, like, Deep Blue Sea 2 to get off the ground in the first place? Like, what, like, what, how did that happen? I think the rights might have been expiring or something. Yeah, they heard the yeah, fans screaming. Yeah. They heard the fans scream, but they dropped the ball hard. And, like, clearly they're not, yeah, these just, they're just not good movies. But, uh, I, uh right. do you think, like, I think that they topped out at one. Like, I, I think one wasn't even a cra- crazy movie. It's just we have a certain nostalgia and love for it. But like I, well, I don't like think that, that yeah, I, I don't think it. there was any sort of logical follow up that would have been good because no. Deep Blue Sea One was not that there's good, no there's know, no like, world where Deep Blue Sea Two would actually be good or surpass the first one because even the first one is just a cult thing of its own. Like yeah, it's not that big of a name. I, mean. I was just gonna say yeah. like no. Um, but either way, it's these are the things I was asking for, and I got it, and I'm not sure I want it. So be careful what you wish for, folks. That's Deep Blue Sea Three. Uh, I say skip it, but if you're really curious. It's definitely not as bad as the second one. That's that's as far as my positivity will go. Have, um, yeah, having seen the last ten minutes, I can agree that it's better than two. Yeah, there's sh- real shark. Well, not real, but there are like actual sharks in this one, not just those little baby sharks. Don't start. Don't start singing it, Boozy. What do you? What else do you got? Do you got anything else? Oh, I definitely have more. Uh, this is another Tubi exclusive. Uh, I can't give an entire review of this because most of this movie I was eating cereal and I had no idea really what the fuck was going on. I watched Grimm from 1996. Are you guys aware of Grimm from 1996? No, but what kind of cereal were we talking here? Uh, it was like, there's this special K one that has like yogurt flakes in it and, and dehydrated. With almonds? Oh, with almonds? Yeah, with yeah, almonds? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Oh, That's, we got it in the house right now. So yeah. good. Oh, <laughs> got it tuned up and ready to go. But yeah, right. I was watching Grimm. Uh, there's some interesting special effects. It's supposed to be like a weird alternate fairy tale, but it's kind of like they built the set for a cave and then just made people run around and then Grimm would eat them. I, I can't I, even find it on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not even on IMDb. 
<laughs> it's, it's called Grimm from 1996, and it was on Tubi, so I oh. know it existed. Found and it's it. not just a fever dream. Oh, wow. The yeah. monster on the cover looks like um, Zool from uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think that might have been what they were going for. 2.3 out of 10. <laughs> it was... Uh, I still actually... I watched the whole thing. I'm still not sure what exactly happened. So I, I don't feel like I can comfortably give it a rating. And I don't want to go back to it. So oh, yeah. that's... Yeah, this, that's my review. Looking at all the posters it makes total sense that you clicked on this. <laughs> it is on DVD, though, if you're interested, Kyle. Well, Kyle? I, I might pick that up. I'll see how... The Amazon prices are going for. Let's take a look. I think I have one. I have one left before. There's another one that I know Boozy and I have both watched that I kind of want to save for last. Besides Kyle's yeah. review, um, because I always want to save the best for last. But I will knock off. I watched Lake of Death, uh, which is a new Shutter film. It's a Norwegian movie. It was written. It's the writing and directorial debut from Norwegian horror filmmaker Nini Bull Robsom. Um, and for me, like, yeah, okay, so this is, it's your standard bunch of good-looking mid-twenties people being picked off around a lake. Uh, one of the characters is trying to make, yeah, one of the characters is trying to make a podcast out of it. If I could see anyone enjoying this movie, it is boozy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not even like, it's, that. what sucks is that when you, if you look it up on IMDb, the poster is awful. But that's not the actual poster that, like, they use everywhere else this is definitely a movie that i think boozy would enjoy um but for me all right sorry the synopsis lillian and some friends travel back to the remote cabin by the little lake uh where her twin brother died last year and soon after arriving strange things start happening inspired by the 1958 classic horror film so uh it's one of those movies that uh it's there's some like there's some really lame jump scares and so I'm just gonna get it. I didn't I I did not care for this one but I do think that there's a crowd for it there's an audience out there for it and I think that Boozy might be one of those people like uh, it it seemed like a movie that you might like because for me it seems like a this seems like a natural progression for someone who's looking for something like a little bit more of a mature I know what you did last summer or something like that you know like kind of those types of movies right, that we right. just don't see anymore uh, obviously there's it. a there, obviously, there's a lot of character tropes that we've seen before. Like, uh, there's a lot of really cliche things in this movie, but there and there's some really lame jump scares. Like, one of my biggest offenses is like people looking in mirrors and then having a loud sound. I didn't like it, uh, so not a fan of Lake of Death. But uh, if that synopsis sounds good, or if you want to um, be not like me, check out Lake of Death, and you might like it. <laughs> and it's on Shutter, right? Yes. I have one more thing to talk about before we talk about the same thing. I just want to mention that Paul W.S. Anderson is fucking directing a Mimic TV show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw that. Just broke today, I believe. I am so excited. Like, Mimic is my shit. Yeah, and you love Paul W.S. Anderson. Like, you were a big fan of There Will Be Blood and Boogie Nights and Magnolia. I haven't seen Boogie Nights. I'm be real with you. <laughs> It's Paul Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. Yeah, there. The close, joke. close. Paul W S Anderson oh. is. You could have fed me anything. No, like, Paul W S Anderson is the one who's married to Mila Jovovich and makes all those Resident Evil Wait, movies. Wait, I thought they got divorced. I don't fucking. Uh, maybe, I don't maybe. know. Hopefully. What but is either... the relationship status, Kyle? 
Um, as far as I know, somewhere near the filming of uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter, I think things might have went south. Right. No, because he just did a Monster Hunter no. movie with her. Yeah, right. they still work together. They're just not married. Yeah, exactly. I'm pre- oh, and this that's is a, also a working relationship. Yeah, this is Monster Hunter. That's crazy. Yeah, they made a monster movie, and this is also the director of Pompeii from uh, 2014. <laughs> 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 he did Pompeii, and also Mortal Kombat. Yes, my name Jeff's favorite. But movie. also, to his credit, Event Horizon. Exactly, and Soldier with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Terrible movie that I love. Very weird director. That could be a good series, though, honestly. And to be honest, I really I like the first Resident Evil movie. I do and too. I, and the and second I kind of like I kind of like Alien vs Predator as well, and Death Race, mm, and Three Musketeers. Just kidding. Mm, quit pushing it. Yeah, quit yeah. pushing that. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's exciting. A Mimic TV show. You can also yeah. check out Mimic One and Two on uh, Shutter where they were uploaded recently. I'm sure three is on Tubi. Okay, Kyle, so we watched one that we're going to hammer off together, and then you will open the floor for you to talk about Willow Creek. Beautiful. Uzi and I both watched The Rental, uh, which is the new Dave Franco directed, written and directed by Dave Franco. is also co-written by Joe Swanberg. Uh, Joe Swanberg played oh, one, of the really? brother, one of the brothers in Year Next. He's one of the guys in the, behind the mumblecore trend oh. that started a while ago. Uh, Huge he's the right- Swanberg fan. Yeah, I love Joe Swanberg as well. And uh, like Drinking Buddies, I really, really love that movie. I loved Happy Christmas. I, I like pretty much everything that the guy does. Was very curious to see what Dave Franco would do with a horror thriller. And the film stars Dan Stevens uh, from The Guest. So the hottest man on earth. Allison Brie, who I also didn't know was married to James Franco. That's kind of cool. Really? Dave, yeah. Dave Franco. Yeah. Yeah, or sorry, Dave Franco, she's married to, yeah. And then Sheila Band, who is uh, the girl from A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Right, yeah. And Jeremy Allen White, who plays Lip in Shameless, if there's any Shameless fans out there. I'm not... Never seen the I, show. Oh, I, I, oh, fuck, I love that show. But I know he's been in a bunch of other stuff that people know him from, but this was the first, show, first thing I'd seen him in outside of Shameless, so that was cool. The synopsis is two couples rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway. Uh, but yeah, this is a Airbnb horror thriller. Uh, about two couples, two couples going up for uh, a trip at, the, at an, a very isolated cabin Airbnb, a beautiful place. And they discover that the place is uh, rigged with cameras and strange things start happening to them and between them. And basically, I fucking love this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, like, it's a really dramatic horror movie. It's very stressful at times. Uh, I think there's a healthy mix of likable and uh, unlikable characters getting tangled up in each other's own personal issues. And I just overall really enjoy. I really dug the rental. And uh, I was actually talking to the buddy Alex I was talking about earlier. He was a fan of The Invitation. And I said, if you like the invitation, I would check out the rental. I'm not saying the rental's better or because I, I don't think it is, but it's kind of similar. Like it's got the similar vibes and I, I just really dug it. What did you think, Boozy? Yeah, I, I really like this movie. And I know we had this discussion between each other, but I think it's valid to bring it up on the actual show is I, I think it's weird that people like this movie, but don't like the open house. I think they're very similar. I like both of them. 
yes, this one has a better cast to it, but I both I think that they're they're both very good movies. So I'm, I'm surprised that so many people are like really into this, but not like okay with the open house. Yeah, and see, that's I don't want to I don't want to speak on it too much out of spoilers, but I just think the execution is where people would differ on that. Like the execution in this is not even comparable to the open house, but there are there are themes in it that are very similar. So I, I I definitely know where you're coming from. Having seen both movies, I personally think it's black and white, how much better the rental is, but that I I do know. I thought of you instantly when uh, credits rolled, when credits rolled, I was like, boozy is going to shit a brick and love this. movie. It was so good. It was so good. All right. Uh, So that's, uh, that's everything that we've taken in. It was a beefy week. Kyle, would you like to catch us up on Willow Creek? You weren't here last week. You're scared of men, masculinity. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, kind of like honestly, the masculinity was toxic, and Kyle couldn't handle it. You hit it on the nose there, man. I appreciate you um, being calling me out, but being truthful about it. That means (laughs) Um, laying it out like it is. I was, I was actually kind of in my own Willow Creek. I was camping. So yeah, beautiful, a beautiful uh, Prince Albert National Park. Great time. Um. Made a bush pie, laid in a hammock. It's great. Mm, why don't you bring back some COVID for us? I would love to. I'd <laughs> love kidding. to. I'm just a little, kidding. A little COVID pie for everyone. <laughs> Serving them up. Uh, <laughs> how, how, first them of all, up. Good trip. Good trip, though. Good trip. Good trip. But I first of all, what is a bush pie? Is that a is that like pooping in the bush? Oh, oh well, um, to some potentially, you could make I guess a shit filled yeah, bush a, pie if you really want to. I've, for those who don't know, bush pie is like you get like this like steel like sandwich press kind of that has like a oh like, yes like a like a like handle a on it like you would, like you would for like roasting marshmallows, but instead it like encloses so you can put like bread and like filling, and you can basically make any kind of bush. I made pizza bush pies; it was delicious. Right. That um, yeah, they, it kind of does look like an old torture device from the it medieval absolutely times. Is. It looks like something that's like by a fireplace, and you don't know what it does. It's kind of like yeah. one of those. Okay. Um, anyhow, <laughs> I did, however, watch Willow Creek afterwards. Uh, and I really liked Willow Creek. I, I, hey, I, I knew hey. I would go as far to say that I knew nothing about this movie, except that it was a Sasquatch film, obviously. Um, so I had that in mind to some extent, but man, I just liked, like from the get go, I felt like it was very believable. Like the relationship between the two of them, especially right. in a film like this. Um, and we've covered other movies like this in the past, like um, uh, like Honeymoon, or what was the other one we watched with the aliens that was kind of shitty? Uh, <laughs> the Shutter exclusive. Can't remember what that was. Um, uh, the Beach House. Oh, the Beach House. <laughs> like things that was like, like that. Like two weeks ago. <laughs> I like the Beach That feels like so long ago. Uh, <laughs> but things like that that are kind of like in theory dependent on a relationship. You really have to sell that relationship to make the film work. And in my opinion, this film does that in spades, really sells these two as a couple and just as like, not even romantically, which yes, it does succeed at, but also just like having good chemistry, really good, like, uh, you know, dialogue between each other and interacting with each other, really, really engaging. And I think this might be the best way you could make a Sasquatch film and sell me on it, if I'm being honest. Because it's it's sort of self-referential in a way where it's kind of like very aware of like the tropes of a Sasquatch and very aware of mm-hmm. people's uh, skepticisms of Sasquatch and critiques of Sasquatch. And 
not only is it like acknowledging those things, but it's doing it in a really, really like natural and clever way. This film never feels forced at all. It feels very natural. And the way it kind of pulls off this documentary uh, vibe or found footage vibe, I guess, uh, works really, really well. Uh, some of the found footage stuff is a little corny, but in my mind, you can't really escape that with a lot of modern found footage. I, I wouldn't hold that against it too much. But like that was one of the things, especially kind of near the end of the film, that was a little, you know, just kind of took me out of it a little bit. But for the most part, I, I was really sold by it all. And I don't know. I was kind of spooky. I jumped during that tent scene. That really got me there. Um, you know, even like the, the couple like having their tension sort of rise as the film progresses, that worked really well for me. And then the Squatch itself was like, I loved it because it wasn't that he was just like, like a hairy like gorilla-esque monster it was that he was a scary monster it was like a it was it was a monster film in its sense right like it i thought it worked in the way that it was a sasquatch film but also worked in the way that it could as like you know a creature feature we don't see much of the creature so i really liked that yeah i don't know i also fucking love uh the roger and bob wrote out wrote out that day song that's a fucking jam (laughs) if there ever was one absolutely Um, also set in Humboldt country, Humboldt County. Shout out Humboldt, uh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, like the way that it was shot worked really well, and I think I would not believe the way the type of story this film was trying to tell. I would not believe it if it was done in like a more like you know narrative sense or like a more like traditional filmmaking style. I think making this the way they made it uh, was obviously intentional with the script in mind, but totally worked for me like um i know you guys mentioned this that some people hated this movie i don't fucking see how they could hate this movie i don't know oh, really man and it's like a really hated movie though too like okay, well people, maybe maybe i'm yeah. just like totally like out of touch on something here like maybe explain no to they're me just why. i i think maybe some people wanted more of just a straight up creature feature and then other people just like kind of thought that it was like a whole lot of nothing which it definitely isn't but well, i don't I, I, I can't really speak on what yeah, because I, I love it. So I can understand to an extent, like, like the fact that it's really just them talking in the woods for an hour. Mm-hmm. I get that for the first. That's fair to an extent. I can understand that can maybe be boring to some people, but I do think the movie is like well paced and it works. It has a goal it wants to get across, and it it gets there. Did um, you think it was funny? Yeah, totally. Oh man, I was laughing so hard at that police officer. Like, I don't think that would be important. <laughs> Some of this shit is funny, and I, and I think I kind of related to this to some extent. Like, I've never done something like this, like a big road trip, but I could, like, I think I've always had a dream of, like, Would you like across. to, Kyle? I'd, I would love to go on a road trip. Would you I, like I, to come squatch hunting with me and Boozy and Mitch Danger Zone Clark? I was, I'm afraid of toxic masculinity, remember, so... I, <laughs> I'd, nah, I'm be gentle. The, I'm talking you'll, about the you'll be you'll be knocked out before you, before he you even know it. That's actually a pretty good point. Would I become the bride of Squatch? You you would definitely be up first. Uh, I don't know actually. Boozy, <laughs> you would Boozy be volunteered himself. Oh, I, would, I feel like we'd hold auditions. Yeah. Oh, like Squatch would watch us as we audition. Uh, yeah, for? America's Squatch talent or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I don't. Yeah. Um. We'll discuss off air, but just so you know, we weren't planning a trip without you. We just happened to be planning a trip uh, that didn't involve you. <laughs> yeah, <deal>. um, <laughs> no, no, but you're you're obviously when we can get this off the ground, you're more than what we are going squatch hunting. Well, we'll keep the listeners posted point. on that. We might yeah. have a little uh, uh, an adventure on our hands here. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, I want to are... talk really quick about Bobcat Goldwith, though. Goldweight? Gold, Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite. This guy. Now, this, this guy. This guy is something else. I love him. This, okay. This is my kind of director. <laughs> love him. This man has done some crazy <laughs> shit. Not only is he the voice of pain in Hercules, but he's also the role of the Monkey King in Jackie Chan Adventures, <laughs> which is psychopathic. And not only that, but he is—he plays the Sandman in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I yep. love that episode. Yeah, and, and he, he also did... directed World's Greatest Dad, which is actually a pretty underrated movie. Oh man! So uh, I actually just want—I just showed Courtney that the other night because I talked about it so much on the last episode. Yeah, I, like, I, the, I fucking I love that movie. How, when I was listening back to the episode, how I never in my life expected myself to yell the words Daryl Sabera so loud uh, <laughs> yeah. in my house. Which, by the way, he is the the boy from Spy Kids, also a star of the first Machete. Anyways, Bobcat Goldthwait—that's my man. That guy—he yeah. set Jay Leno's couch on fire while he was just flying high on cocaine on live TV. That's what I'm fucking talking about. And then he's like, I'm going to go make a Sasquatch movie. Yeah, Love really him. weird filmography. I'm into it. This guy, yeah. I he's don't know. Awesome. I, I, I really fucking liked Willow Creek. And I watched I watched this after the feature presentation, actually. <laughs> oh, the, um, okay. <laughs> and, and so that was that was kind of interesting because, especially he's, in like the... Yeah, sorry. and he... He cites uh, Legend of Boggy Creek as his like main influence on oh, Willow Creek. There's totally some boggy stuff in here. Without yeah, a doubt. totally. And, uh, I guess we'll get into that now, though. Well, let's get into it. You guys ready to get on to the Legend of Boggy Creek? Hell yeah. Let's go squatching, boys. Here in this primitive river bottom wilderness in southern Arkansas, along with deer, duck, crane, and beaver, lurks a creature that walks upright. Whether it is a man, a monster, or a myth, no one really knows. What we do know is the people around Falk, Arkansas, say they have seen such a creature nearly 250 times since 1954. And that this creature, whatever it is, emits one of the most terrifying sounds ever recorded. Episode two of Squatch Season with The Legend of Boggy Creek from 1972. This is a documentary style drama about the Fook monster, a Bigfoot type creature that has been sighted in and around Fook, Arkansas since the 1950s. Uh, and this one was directed by Charles B. Pierce and written by Earl E. Smith. Uh, Earl, and these they were frequent collaborators together, um, Earl E. Smith and Charles B. Pierce. They had done... The Town That Dreaded Sundown together. The original Town That Dreaded Sundown. 
So this is a rated G <laughs> documentary drama horror film. And this was my first time seeing this movie. What about you guys? This is definitely my first time seeing this. Uh, this was my first time as well as I'm now on my third time. So. Wow. You watched it three times? Mm-hmm. Did you watch it three times because you enjoyed it or to try and figure out what the fuck is happening? Uh, it was a, a lot of one of those, and I don't want to say which one it was. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So, well, I guess we're going to, I don't want, we're not going to do a spoiler warning for this. This is a movie from 1970, 1972 40 years old. We can, and it's yeah. also, it's a documentary style. It's all based off of uh, true stories. Uh, and this actually follows it. What's crazy about it is that it's actually all of the real people. Yeah, like that's all really, the, that's interesting. All, all the people who claim that these stories happen to them play themselves in the film, which is very interesting about it. And uh, yeah, so I guess we can just pretty much start start talking about. It. I don't know. Do you guys want me to lead off, or do you want to lead? Who wants to take it? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll open this up to the floor. But like, did you guys know of like how much about Boggy Creek were you aware of before watching this film? Did you know about the Fook monster or anything? I knew about the Fook monster, uh, but that's it. Like, okay, I, I gotcha. honestly, I didn't know about Crabtree or Crabapple or whatever. Fuzzy, <laughs> what about you? Crabtree. I knew, I knew about the, the creature itself as well as I knew about this movie, but I hadn't looked too far into either. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. This has always been one that's been on like my list that I'm like, oh, I'll get to it someday. And then that's why I was like, oh, we're doing a Sasquatch series. This is always like stated as like one of the like either the original Bigfoot movie or like one of the most seminal ones that people like. This is one that always comes up in the conversation of Bigfoot films. So I felt it was important for us to cover it. Yeah, I can understand that, too. I think like here's the thing. I'm happy I watched it because I know if it wasn't for this show, I would never have watched this film. And I, I'll probably repeat this again at some point, but I, what I took away from the film mostly was just kind of how important it kind of is in terms of it's like filmmaking style and the way it was presented and made. Because I mean, for 1972, this movie is like really groundbreaking. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know that, uh, you know, the creators behind Blair Witch Project were inspired by this film to a lot of degrees. And I think you can see elements of that to some extent. It's not found footage, but it's like this kind of like mockumentary-esque or, or not mockumentary. Mocking isn't the right way to put it, but like, you the know, style of them. Pseudo documentary. I don't know. What would you call it? Like it's the style of this movie makes no sense because it's like there's it cuts in with narrative like there there's like a narrative to it. But then it's also I'd say it's almost like a straight up documentary for like the first like hour. Yeah. And then it yeah, yeah. goes into like an incident. And that's actually like I think I kind of dig the structural narrative shift like 55 minutes into the movie but i like i like when it changes it just it takes so long to get there and it's a lot of boring shit i have to come out and say this this is either i i actually still don't know to this point i can't tell if this movie is a complete piece of shit or if it's a masterpiece i actually don't know the first one it's because like no, no, I'm on I'm on round three, and I'm still not sure either. Because <laughs> there's like the biggest gripe with this movie that I have is that it's just fucking boring. To be yes. honest, yes, ditto. But that being said, it's still kind of sick. Like parts of this are pretty sick. 
Yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea too. And the way that like the actual people in the film or like actors, I guess you could call them, the way they are in the movie is super interesting. Like I just can't even imagine like trying to get this across this idea across to these people from like a small town in the States. Right, right. Like that's a really like that's a it's a pretty complex concept. And like the fact that it like comes off pretty well is a huge testament to this movie. That mm-hmm. being said, it kind of feels like I was watching a movie on repeat. Like yes. the same thing kept happening over and over again. Oh, man. And like it almost felt like an experimental art film at times. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's what he was going for. But at the same time, it's kind of sick. I don't know what to think of this movie. I really don't. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to level with you. I'm on the exact same page as you pretty much, except for I'm leaning towards saying like, I personally feel like the only, I think it's almost impossible, but this is also me sounding like kind of an asshole because I'm sure there are people out there who genuinely could enjoy this on a first time watch in 2020. But for me, that's so hard to believe that you could enjoy this without any type of nostalgia feeding back to, I can totally understand people loving this movie who grew up with it or people who like were creeped out by it when they were kids. Cause this is, it's a G rated movie that apparently was very, very popular. And a lot of people had it in their households and like that, the final half hour of the movie is creepy to an extent. Like it has like a, a sense of snuff to it. Like (laughs) the whole movie just kind of feels like it, it's like a, it's like a snuff film, but it's it has like a whimsy because it's dealing with cryptids and Bigfoot. Like, so it's not as gross or, but it just, it does feel like, you know, all of the best found footage movies are something, it feels like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching. And okay. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, that was because of the subject matter in this or just the way that it's all assembled. I just, it's a really messy messy movie and it's just boring it's just oh, very, boring. No very boring very boring like <laughs> it's such a weird contrast this whole yeah. thing it looks <laughs> it also looks so good like some of the cinematography is amazing mm-hmm. to be honest some of the, yeah. especially the nature shots like it's kind of trying to do this like national geographic thing but then it also kind of wants to like be like the invisible man or some old shit you know like it's it's weird i did not expect it to be this weird i thought like i knew nothing about this movie at all i should have mentioned that when i asked you guys what you knew about this film i knew nothing about it all the only thing i knew was that it was from 1972 so in my mind i thought well maybe this is kind of like the groundwork for sasquatch films and in a way it definitely is but but, um but uh i mean if i'm going just even compare this to like willow creek like how do I say this? This is just a hard one to watch. Like, I don't know, guys. No, it's, it's, this was one of the more difficult movies we've had to watch on the show, I think. Honestly, like, it's like pretty... I was ready to pop Stay Alive and. <laughs> oh my God. But at, wasn't the same that... time, but at the same time, I couldn't tell if I just wasn't getting something. Because is that's this what is the I felt. This is the kind of movie for, like, people who are nostalgic for it, like you said, Mitch, or for, like, I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but like, you know, uh, the avant-garde, um, high quality cinephile that needs to understand Boggy Creek to understand melancholia. Um, it's you know, it's very like, true. Yeah. The IMDb, I, re- the IMDb reviews on this thing are fucking insane, man. Just go after we're done recording. 
I should. Like they are so positive. Like their majority of them, like everywhere, everyone loves this movie. Like it, it's. I don't I, get it. I think I, I might don't say get this it. too often, but this would have been a good short. Would have been like twenty minute short. Yeah. I would have loved that. It would have been a good like one minute clip, like the Patterson Gimlin film. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was like the most, but at the same time though, like I did find myself, but I, I was like, I found myself like convincing myself that I liked it as I was trying, I was trying to like this movie and it just wasn't, it wasn't resonate. It wasn't hitting the needle for me, for Boozy, me at Boozy, all. What did you think? Give us your thoughts on this. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm like <clears throat> listening to you guys. I feel like I'm more on Kyle's spectrum, I guess, than Mitch's. I think there's a lot of really cool low budget stuff in here that 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 is really interesting to watch. And there actually is a couple like uh, I would kind of say like uh, iconic shots in this. Especially there's one where like the the kid looks up the hill and there's kind of the the yeah. figure standing oh, there. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're talking about like that time in in cinema. Like I don't think Bigfoot was really that big of a concept then. So to show something like that, that's the first time most people are ever seeing that on a screen, right? Right, because like Bigfoot wasn't necessarily like a he wasn't a Hollywood monster or anything yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, he wasn't iconic in like just the image in that it was sense. More of like a, a wives' tale thing, really. Right. I mean, that's kind of what this movie has going for it, right? I mean, this yeah. movie is taking the the lore of Bigfoot and Sasquatch and making it as real as maybe they could, right? Or yeah, trying yeah. to find realism in it and, um. They sure. semi succeed at the end, and, and I think that, like I think uh, the, they do, the yeah. whole cabin scene. The cabin scene is pretty cool, but because it yeah. just feels like a, it feels like a Jason stalking the. Obviously, this right. predates Jason yeah. and everything, but it totally does. It feels like, um, like a slasher, it's like someone just creeping around the cabin looking in, and there's right. all these people who are scared on the inside, but instead it's like, hey, but it's Bigfoot. <laughs> What did, so, what did you guys think about when uh, Bigfoot first came on screen? <laughs> like when you can see the the human eyes, like you can see around it. Because like there there are some shots where it looked like actually I'm like you know what of course it's a man in a suit it looks all right but then there was a couple shots where I was like ooh yeesh really I, I it was never believable for me um, but eventually. I don't even know what to think. It immersed like, you. It literally it, immersed it, you. It kind of immersed me. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> eventually, like, at first, I laughed out loud. I'm not going to lie. When I first right. saw it, I was like, oh, man. Like, okay. But then I also, like, didn't really want to knock it too hard because, like, it's an older film, like, lower budget. Like, it's whatever. That's not a huge... I'm not going to hate the movie because of that. Um, but eventually, it kind of sold me on the look and. I kind of thought this might be, I could be wrong, I'm not a historian on this at all, but this might be sort of like the first look at, you know, Bigfoot being a misunderstood softie. Right, as opposed True. to that, like, aggressive force of nature. Yeah. yeah. Well, Because he doesn't really do anything like, he. I mean, he kills a couple animals, which is sad, but the man's got to eat. dog kill. Unnecessary dog kill. Unnecessary. Well, unnecessary. Yeah. He scared but, that cat to death. Yeah. He's, another, he's another animal in my mind, so maybe that is just you know the food chain. I'll True. give him that. But you also you have one of those random fucks describing what a Sasquatch is, and he says that Indians tribe Indian tribes described them as yeah. very shy people. Yeah, that was that did that's the, not um that's not but cool. I do love my favorite part of the movie is the narration, specifically at the end. I actually thought the narration was pretty awesome. Or wait, did you hate it or what? 
that's my I I forgot to mention, but that was the worst part of the movie for me. Was the narrative? Oh man, I, I, I but that's that's what makes it. In, that's like the only thing that was keeping me engaged because he was just like, and like See, Travis nope. Crabtree, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> okay, well, then, it's, I, it's good for that kind of really stuff. Enthusiastic about people. Yeah, <laughs> it I is love, good for that kind of stuff. But then it's like as an actual movie. That's what makes it muddled for me. If that if that narration was gone, then it would have kind of felt like this like drawn out sort of like actual documentary like peek behind the curtain type experience. But with the narration, it just kind of felt more like okay, we have like half a story we might want to tell you, and we're going to take two hours to explain it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, the narr- the narration yeah. disappears for a bit, like near the end. Like that's why it because it goes into an actual incident. <laughs> yeah, I like when it's gone, but I I also like when it comes back. But w- yeah. uh, going back to Sasquatch being a big softy, a misunderstood softy, I do like when the narrator is explaining Sasquatch experiencing lonely frustration by smashing <laughs> flower pots <laughs> and, <Yeah>. fucking, <laughs> and he's like fucking up the group of girls, ca- that girl's cabin site. Like it's just just too much. Like watching. Like he's listening to like Hawthorne Heights and doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that this movie gained a lot of popularity from like. Um, uh, what is it? Mystery space, mystery, mystery science theater, science, not space, right? Mystery science theater, 3000, like doing, like having sort of like, uh, like They're riffing on it, it gained a lot of popularity from that. And I can totally understand it in that setting. I think if we watched this movie together, maybe I would have loved this movie a lot more watching this alone in my basement was like, just for the most part, kind of boring, but I, I can see, like, you're right, like, the narration and talking about how every fucking person in Fook's name is Crabtree, apparently. Uh, <laughs> that shit is pretty funny. I t- could not agree more, but it's just, the movie doesn't have much to say, and it takes a lot of time to say it. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I almost understand how you've seen this three times, Boozy, because I would be willing to watch it again to try to, like wrap my head around it one more time i feel like every time i watched it i learned two new things but forgot three do you know what i mean like i wasn't gaining any ground (laughs) on figuring this out um but when you're always talking about yeah um when you guys are talking about it actually like maybe unintentionally having like a really good aesthetic is for a large part of this movie especially at the start it it felt like kind of a very like texas chainsaw even like aesthetic i could see that the movie is credited as like one of the movies that started that whole like drive in phase of like these types of like horror movies that like mm-hmm. the gritty, uh, gritty types of films that you saw at the drive ins, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Town the Dreaded Sundown, and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so it definitely has that, uh, it has no, I'm that not appeal it's to it. From it. I know it obviously predates that. It's just that's yeah. what I would consider that color palette to be known as. And I think it works in the movie's favor, though. That's like definitely a, yeah. a, a yeah, shining the, part of it. Yeah. Also, do you guys have anything to say about the the music for this? Because I definitely do. Oh man, that's that's where. Okay, do you know this? I this isn't even in my notes, but totally just reminded me of uh, a movie that we did in our first twenty episodes, I believe. Roar. Remember Roar? Yes. I've seen about that. The, yeah, it's a good. That's oh, I really like that it's one. It's a good but movie. Is, it's a really good. Movie. Yeah, but it's just it's wild because you're watching like these real people live with lions, and it's like. Yeah. So it's but but the music is so fun and happy go lucky and like it feels like a family movie. But yeah. then these people are being mauled by lions. And that's kind of what this movie gave me as well. 
the music in this was pretty fucking insane. <laughs> like it was so <laughs> wild. Once they got to like the Chris Crabtree song or Travis, sorry, Travis Crabtree song as he's like camping and frying up three eggs over a fire. Holy like, shit, okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> Even as I'm like talking about this movie, I'm kind of thinking back on it quite fondly and that it was just somewhat pleasant to watch. <laughs> kind of like a breezy Sunday. But at it the same time, like subverted you somehow. I don't know how, what it's doing to you, but like, like for spoilers alert, spoiler alert, I gave it two and a half on Letterbox only because I don't know if it's shit or a masterpiece. Like it has to be in the middle. Like I yeah. just, I just don't know what to tell you. Okay, I knew right off the bat that this soundtrack was gonna be wild. Okay, you know, there's that scene where it's the kid running through the forest to get to the old guys, like Ma saw the yeah. Sasquatch or whatever. And it's playing like I'm, I'm sure it was B-roll from like a porno because it was it was like weird sexy music and I was like I don't want to listen to sexy music while this kid runs frantically through a field. Those are just Sasquatch um, noises. That's true, but like also whoever just made this, it just feels like it was a maniac did the soundtrack to this and didn't watch the movie, but was also just insane anyway because there was just random piano parts and then there'd be nothing and then it was just like things would just like explode. <laughs> yeah 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 you're right i mean just in general like what a strange passion pod project like this like yeah. you really want to like try to make this and that's kind of what's cool about it because it's so fucking specific and s- pretty unique to its credit well, especially for the time that's identical to this like what is, i think this thing is like is its own thing <laughs> Well, well, I think Roar is very similar to this, and then like obviously well, lots lots of things I think lifted from this. Like you can you can yeah. see its influence, and that's like I don't want to say that this is a bad movie. I'm just saying that in 2020, I definitely don't get it. Like I I right. I, I can see the appeal, like where if you were to have been young in a different time and age, uh, but just watching it for the first time, but on the real. If I were a SoundCloud rapper, my name would be Smokey Crabtree. Yeah. <laughs> Smokey okay. Crabtree is a good one. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it, it's a very specific niche market that should watch this. And it's, it's people who want to see cinema throughout the ages. I think this is an important movie through cinema yeah. throughout the ages. But as a casual like person, I don't think many people should watch it. No. Are you guys familiar with the term Shinfo? No, I'm not. It stands for shit info. And this movie is filled to the brim with it. Like that narrator, he's just talking out his ass the whole time. Like, like that's what made it boring for me. Like, I feel like I could have at least like just enjoyed like the visuals on screen. This could have been literally like a fucking nature doc. I think I would have liked it a bit more. Like it does think- feel like something you were, you were to have, like, it feels like something you were shown in like high school that you were like forced to watch. Like, I don't know if you guys have yeah. to watch like the all quiet on the Western front movie and shit like that. I know like, what you're talking about. That's, exactly. That's kind of the, vibe that i got for it. like it, it it did feel like a chore getting through it for this, me this like, movie is a torture mechanism for the the school board yeah it's just <laughs> it's just the its worst offense is that it's boring that's uh, exactly the, right yeah the best thing the best thing about it is that you can you can see you can see its influence that it's had on movies going forward like well, i can see so many movies being inspired by this movie and right. the way they were able to get like like mannerisms and just the straight up performances from the actors in this movie is really cool. Cause it's like, it's like running gun, like documentary style, but scripted. It's really unique. I don't think I could, I don't think I could 
think of another movie that does it like that. Especially that first scene where it's like those three guys like sitting on barrels having cigarettes. Those old dudes, those like 75-year-old skeletons. When they're yes. talking, the way they're talking is like, it. you can tell it's like scripted, but it's also like its own thing. It's really, really unique. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It, parts of it are pretty fun and um, kind of really sell you on this weird trip he's bringing you on but it is just way too long and the fact that it's so long just it makes those it makes those boring points stick out so much unfortunately mm. and the rep like the repetitive nature eventually we kind of get like one family that the film sort of focuses on near the end of the film but before that they like introduce eight other families that like I guess it's just like other encounters which makes it's like fucking sense. game of thrones of bigfoot families <laughs> And like I don't know, it's just. It's I, have, just yeah. I have a question for you guys. Do you do you guys have much more to say about Legend of Boggy Creek? Because like I I actually don't like. Uh, it, but if you guys do, say it now. And because I have a question that I was saving for next week. But if we're wrapping up, I kind of want to ask the question this week because uh, I I think this might be the time to drop that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. Why is it so hard to make a good Bigfoot movie? So it's an eternal mystery. Yeah, but like you know what I mean? Like it seems like a fucking home run concept. Why is it so hard? It's I, because I, like I, I don't know, like werewolves had the couple of their like big werewolf movies, but there's never been like the big Sasquatch movie. I just no. it never got its feet off the ground. Well, think, and were, werewolf movies sorry Kyle, but were, werewolf movies, the there's so many different ways that you can dissect it with like in terms of allegories mm-hmm. and like what people are going through personally. And then you also have the potential amazing practical effects like America War, Werewolf in London, the Howling. But Bigfoot, it's just a folklore tale that's already set up for you. Uh it seems pretty straightforward to be able to make like a decent looking Bigfoot creature. But in my, like, so far, like, well, uh, clearly I like Willow Creek the most out of these two. Um, yeah, and it's a movie where you don't even see Bigfoot. <laughs> well, it just, it doesn't right. even feel really like a Bigfoot movie. You know what I mean? Like, I just think right. Bigfoot is too goofy, to be honest. I think that's what is it that is. Is that what it is? I don't, Man, I don't know. Like, when we seems, see him, we're going to lose our shit. True. So you can, you can tell him that when we see him. <laughs> I think it's a legit terrifying concept. Well, that, I hear so me too. out. I think yeah. the concept is terrifying, but I think like nine out of ten times, Bigfoot is presented in a fairly goofy way, and I think that's yeah. why it it's just like hard to kind of make him seem, you know, like a real threat to the general public. I, that's what I think. I think yeah. it can be done, and it just maybe isn't tried enough. Maybe I mean, it's because we have to go out and find him. He never comes to find you. <laughs> it, it, it that could, be, could that. be one of the one of the reasons. I I would argue though that Willow Creek is a great Bigfoot film. Although you're yeah. right, you don't really see Bigfoot. So like in a sense, like it's not like you it's know, still not what me and Boo like. Like I love Willow Creek, but like we haven't I, got I, the we haven't got the Sasquatch creature feature that we that we need. We might put like the thing is I already, I already know because I've seen it, but like we're doing ex- exists next week, and that's another attempt at that. Um, sure. And okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it again. But it's uh, that that's another. And then I I talked about it like it would have been about a year ago on the show, I think. But or actually, it might not have even been that long ago. But Primal Rage, uh, which mm-hmm. I told Boozy about. But like that's a new Bigfoot movie. Um, the only thing I re- I remember a very graphic scene and Bigfoot looking kind of. I like the design of him. 
Uh, but it has a really horrible actor in it, but I'm sure that's not going to bother Boozy. Like, it's like you've been scraping. No, I'm saying because you've been scraping the bottom of the barrel of Tubi and like watching all these like killer Bigfoot and stuff like that. Like, you shouldn't have a problem with Primal Rage. Like, but like, I'm liking the name. Yeah. The whole, no. the whole Bigfoot concept, I think, could be sold well. And it, I, I'm down to see a good Bigfoot film, but do you think it's just that the creature itself is like, a little ambiguous like it's it's too close to a man it's too close to a werewolf those like are a bit more defined like i don't know like i think we just need to see more bigfoot and people aren't taking enough chances to show us bigfoot that's that's kind of what i'm yeah thinking. and anytime they want to uh no one's willing to back it <laughs> so there's like all these bigfoot movies with no budget behind them and it'd be so cool to see a bigfoot movie that was like you know directed by fuck i don't know the people who made the lodge or something you know like something yeah. like a really gritty bigfoot take would be i i would be so into that i mean i gotta be up front i don't think i don't think my hopes are crushed for it i think it i think it could happen i think it I could happen think, sooner than later you know the best thing we can look way we can look at it is going the best bigfoot movie hasn't come out yet yeah. and it might come out soon that'd be really cool yeah but i'll tell you this uh, Boggy Creek is not the best Bigfoot movie. I'll just tell you that right now. No, but it's a it's a lot of people's favorites. Which uh, those are you're just wrong. <laughs> like you are just wrong. It's it's not a bad movie. If if you're interested in this shit at all, like even a little bit, like you're interested in like Bigfoot lore and Sasquatch lore, watch then it's it. mandatory. I think if you're yeah. interested at all, it's mandatory watching because this Definitely is watch it. But yeah. otherwise, like. It's probably not worth it. <laughs> Agreed. I appreciate your honest opinion, Kyle. Yeah. Well, All right, boys. Like well, uh, Boozy Puck dropped five minutes ago. Should we uh, wrap up here? Oh, yeah. 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 All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Terror Table. And we will be back next week with our review on Exists from yeah. 2014, I believe it is from. Yeah. All right, well, that was fun, guys, and we will see you guys next week on the Terror Table. Take care. Go Hawks.